This is Zero Two Hero Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This is your host, Gubis Vissa speaking. This is where we take individuals, teams and executives from zero to hero to raise their game and performance through mental strength. This is where you will learn how to raise your standard in your body, mind and spirit and in your business and also how to raise your game to be in the top 1% excellence in your field. And we will be doing this by interviewing experts in their field to give you the tools and tips to apply in your own life to reach this excellence in your field. Thank you for tuning in and yeah, let's start the podcast. I think um, I'm, I'm honored and blessed this morning to have two amazing people in front of us this interview. I've met, uh, first I've met Riyadh a few years ago. Um, I think it was 2014, we met at a, like a Petroport. We sat down at Maxis, we met each other and there was an instant connection and I think we connected at that day. And then yeah. probably a year later, you know, I went to the first uh, workshop where I presented uh, what I do and I'm not going to name the workshop's name, but I think uh, I had them experience uh, their first fire walk with me and they loved it and uh, that's where I also met uh, his business partner Gavin and uh, also an, in, uh, an instant connection uh, meeting Gavin and since then we've built a relationship it became just on a yearly basis and then uh, yeah from this end of last year we started taking it to a monthly relationship and uh, it is just amazing in being in the, in the, in the industry of changing people's lives that um that I found two different people that does the same thing, but it does it in a nice way in the sense that it's not about just PowerPoint slides. It's not just about just theory, but it's about implementing the strategies we have in our life to be successful so that we can reach an optimal state so that we can find our purpose so that we can live our purpose. Now I had the opportunity to go to one of the workshops of Gavin and Riyadh and it's, it's an optimal state workshop. And they're going to tell you a little bit more about this workshops they do. And on this workshop, I sort of found my, 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 my reason for being on this planet. And, you know, that's to be, that is greatness, not only to find the greatness inside of me and to live it, but also to extract the greatness in every person that I meet so that I can empower them to go and be that greatness they, they, they are, that I see. And that's where I came up from my story is to be a hero. You know, to go from a zero person to a hero, and that's where my my thing comes from. Now, I think if we can start with Gavin and Ahmad Gavin Riyadh, because I see a lot of books there at the back, and I think that's where probably his journey started, because that is a lot of books. But I think let me give you over to Riyadh, and Riyadh, when you finish, will you give over to Gavin, and then we, Gavin can share, and then we take it from there. Sure. Thanks, Quibus. Um, Yeah, so my journey started many, many years ago in this kind of um, field. Um, I've always been... And um, about 17 years ago, I, I went through a... And I went through this mission, I felt like it was something I wanted to do for other people. This was something I needed to do. Um, it felt so real for me. And um, I made a decision there and then to basically um, go into this industry, the transformational industry, 
and um, work with people on a very intimate basis in getting them to operate at a completely new level. I know what it's done for me in my life and it's been a very powerful transformation. And um, I've just been doing this for the last 15 odd years and uh, it's been an incredible journey and I've met some incredible people. And um, I think we've affected some lives in, in an amazing way. Gavin? That's good. And Gavin? Yeah, so I, I think for, for me, in a, in a similar vein, around about 16 years ago, I had a, a, an awakening um, that was kind of brought upon me and also through a, a series of, of workshops and self-development kind of realized that this is, this is my home. You know, this is the place where, where I'm going to be the most effective. It, it, it was literally a proverbial calling. You know, while doing one of the, the workshops, I had this, this epiphany and this insight that this is my place in the world. And after many years of running my own medical business and being a director and a shareholder of a large business, um, we started up um, the Saw Institute. And its, it's, its journey to get to the Saw Institute was, was in itself a true entrepreneurial journey filled with lots of success, lots of disappointments and heartbreak. But um, 10 years on, here we are at the Saw Institute and and absolutely having affected many people's lives in, in a beautiful way. And, and Corbus, I think, you know, as, as you summed up, you've, you found your purpose and so many other people have, have found their purpose through us. And, and it goes deeper than that, it, that they've found... That we lose Gavin and the reason for that. And it's only their own lives, but they love their unity. Am I still there? Yeah, the you... lives of their organizations. So it, it's been a profound, profound journey. Okay, so it has been a profound journey. Uh, how many lives have you touched in your life at the moment? Um... Sure. an idea. I'm going to say thousands, but I, I don't have a quantifiable number. But I would even go as far as say tens of thousands. The, the, the effect of um, what we've done and the knock-on effect in terms of families and communities and businesses is just huge. I, I, I would say tens of thousands, and I would think that even that would be an underestimation. So I think uh, another question for both of you to answer is, why is it so powerful? Why do you think what you do is so powerful? And I think, you know, give each other a chance to speak as well. Why, why what you do is working? All right. So I think from my side, um, we come from a place of um, honoring the person. All right. Um, everything we do is done around um, maintaining the dignity of people that we work with. And that doesn't mean that we are not um, directive and confrontational in our approach as well. We challenge people to take their lives to a higher level. Okay, this country and this planet is um, basically not in a good, good place. And I take this very seriously about ensuring that people start to take responsibility for where we find ourselves and people start to live their lives in a bigger, more powerful way. And um, 
one of the key components of what we do is we give people that responsibility. We challenge them to take that responsibility and to transform their own lives. And in doing that, they are able to transform people around them and um, basically moving their families, their communities to higher and higher levels of, of consciousness. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with, with Riyad on that. And I think, I think one of the other things that um, we, we offer is that we, we are vested in this. We are authentic enough to recognize that we ourselves are on a continual journey. And in, through our learning and our own investment in um, what, we, what we do and how we do it, is, is where our authenticity lies. And because we're willing to step through many boundaries and break many boundaries and go through new paradigms, that's where we find that, that we can take other people. And it's because of our, our investment in what, um, what we do and our commitment to what we do that we definitely see a bigger picture. And part of that bigger picture is shifting the planet. By no means do we have a small desire or a small dream to just impact individuals, there is a much bigger picture for the Soar Institute. And it's, it's, it really is one of impacting the planet, not only from a human point of view, but from how we engage with nature, how we engage with others, how we engage with society at large. So I think we're both very vested in, and committed to seeing a better world. And that's what drives us and gives us our passion to do so. Okay, and I think that is a, that is a good that is good to know. So tell me, if you can teach us, what would you guys teach us today? I think if you had, if I had to put you on the spot, you know, and this was now morning, and you had to touch people's lives. Give us something that you know that will empower people. That once we stop this interview, that they can take away, and they say, "Wow, Gavin and Riyadh really this morning said what they needed to say, and it really impacted me on my life." That um that I can go out and, and find my optimal state. I can find my purpose and I can go live it. You know, um, I know you have all the knowledge in you. So if you don't mind, you know, what, what is on your heart to, to share this morning? Um, so maybe, maybe as an intro into um, the Discover Your Optimal State workshop, one of the key components of that is recognizing that your life is a product of your state. Okay, now every one of us are in are always in one state or another. It could be a state of depression, a state of anxiety, a state of anger, and a, or a state of joy. And what people don't really realize is that um, we all have dominant default states. And for most people, the default state could be a negative one. You know, there, there are a lot of people living in a state of fear, state of anxiety, frustration today. And that simply becomes their world. And because your life is a product of your state, you become powerless to change your life if you are powerless to change your state. And what you'll get from, from the particular workshop and what you can do right now is firstly become aware of what your most dominant states are, where you're operating from, um, what's your mood on a daily basis, because that is your attractive point and everything that shows up in your life is coming from that basis. And if you are firstly unaware of what your dominant state is, then you are attracting unconsciously and things keep showing up in your life and you have no real control over that. So the first aspect is 
you know, become aware of what it is that you're putting out there. And once you become aware of it, you can start to do something about it. You can start to consciously choose your state. You can consciously, um, uh, you know, do things that will take your state, your vibration to a higher level, and that will begin to affect what it is that you're putting out there and creating the kind of reality that you want. So for me, the first off is recognize that everything that shows up in your life is a product of your most dominant states. And if those states are negative, all right, if those states are self-defeating, self-sabotaging, then that's what's going to keep showing up in your life. And you have the power to basically choose your state on a daily basis. And, you know, waking up in the morning, choose what your day would, uh, what kind of a day you want and choose what is the most conducive state to operate from and go into that. And when you get derailed, as would happen on a daily basis, have the awareness and the wherewithal to pull yourself back into alignment with what it is that you want. And this is about living life more consciously. Yeah, I think uh, following on from that, it's, uh, it's very clear for me is that we can take take full responsibility when we own our state. And if we own our state, then we can start to design and create our lives going forward, as Riyadh said. And I think one of the big things is, is that when you become, when you're living from an empowered state, you start to recognize that when things happen in life, they're not happening to you, they're happening for you. And when you are able to recognize that whatever is showing up in your life is a lesson for you to either grow from, or carry on enhancing if the, if the results are what you want, that becomes a powerful way to live from. And by taking full responsibility, you literally shift yourself from the space of victim to become victor. And I think if you can literally say that in this particular state, whatever that state is, whoever I'm being at that particular moment is a manifestation of my internal state and driving a outcome from that particular state, from your essence of who you are, that's when you literally start to, you become the creator of your life. Life doesn't just happen to you. And if you can start to understand that you produce the results, life is not just a, a crapshoot where it hands down a result to you and you have to accept it. Everything that ever happens in your life is feedback on where you are operating from and how you are operating. And Quibus, the, the results never lie. You know, what, what shows up in your life is what it is that you're putting out there. And most people don't recognize that, that they wonder why does negative things, bad things keep happening to them. And it's generally because of what it is that they're putting out there. And once you have that understanding, you'll be a lot more discerning, a lot more careful about what it is that you are actually putting out there. I, I, I totally agree with you guys. Yes, Gavin, I see you want to say something. Yeah, I, I just wanted to follow on from that. And, and when you are operating from that space of where you find your results, you can stop trying to go back, as, as so many people do. They go back into the past, trying to fix the past, and then protect their future, not to repeat the past. But that is exactly what they do, is because they're so focused on all the past mishaps and all the past hurts and all the past issues that they've dragged into the current moment, they literally land up repeating their life over and over again. So that so a lot of people are living in fear and we see it more and more and more as we are in this very disruptive state of 
um, the world economies, uh, the way the world is being seen right now is, in a, is facing huge disruption. People are going back to try and fix the past, which is keeping them in a state of anger, resentment, depression, or they're trying to protect themselves in the future, which is keeping them in a state of fear, of anxiety. But when you come from your optimal state and you, and you ground yourself in who you are, you start to create from the present moment. And that's the only space you can create from, from a grounded, centered present moment. Um, I, I totally agree with you. I had uh, this one um, client of mine that keeps on um, sharing, you know, there's negative messages um, about that, this chain messages. Oh, be careful for this and the police. And, and I had to, and, and then they complain and they laugh that, you know, then nothing is happening and the one challenge follows the next challenge. And then I had to make them realize that, but remember, how does that message make you feel when you send it out? Because that vibration, actually, you keep attracting that. And I think it's, it's as simple as small as by just forwarding a message like that, you know, that negative message that has that impact on you. And then suddenly it comes into your life. And then when it comes into your life, you complain about it. You don't know where it's coming from. But in the end of the day, all those little things add up. Now, it's the same with my um, story, you know, where the, that one year, that few months that I couldn't walk, that I was in bed, that I was in pain, I had a choice. I could either stay in my state, accept my reality as it is, and probably never be able to walk again, or I could change my state and create the reality. And one of those things that I did to create my reality is I kept on giving myself a picture of climbing Kilimanjaro. Now, I haven't climbed it yet, and I'm aiming for the July to climb it. That I had to visualize that every day. I had to say to myself, I'm going to walk again. I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro. I'm going to push myself. And because of that state, like you say, being in the present moment, focusing on creating the future, that future is suddenly becoming a reality. And it's two years later. Oh, no, it's almost three years later. So it's amazing how you can create your reality. But now the challenge is how can we be more aware? Because, you know, life happens. We follow our, we have our habits, you know, I still find myself creating negatives. Can we cancel out the negatives and keep and create the new future? Or do you think those negatives still can have an impact on our life? Or what strategy can we follow? So firstly, the negatives should never be seen as negatives. All right. Um, just in, in looking at them as such, um, that creates kind of a, a downward negative spiral. So if the so-called negative stuff shows up, it is simply telling you that you are focusing on the wrong thing. You are off course in where it is that you want to go to. And that's, that's all it is. Whatever shows up is always feedback about where you are in relation to where you want to be. And you simply have to use it as such. So when the negative thing show, shows up, it's simply telling you that you've been focusing your energy negatively, you've been focusing on something that you shouldn't be focusing, and you are the source of it. And, and that's one of the other important aspects. Whatever shows up in your life, you're the source of it, all right? And when you accept that responsibility, you can start to choose to be the source of something else, something completely different. And if something is missing for you right now, okay, whatever it is, call it abundance, call it um, love, call it relationships, whatever is missing for you right now, you have to be the source of it before it shows up. 
If you're looking for something externally, if you're looking for something out there, it can never happen until it first happens on an internal basis. So when these negative things show up in your life, all right, recognize that on some level or another, you've been the source of it. And if you want to be the source of something completely different, then that's, where, that's the route you have to go. When you change that, and that requires some kind of personal transformation within you. And when that happens, suddenly good things start to show up because you are focusing that way and you are being the source of it. And that's what it's fundamentally about in terms of dealing with what, what shows up in your life. Do not negate it. Do not push it away. Because like, like we know, whatever you, you resist will keep showing up. And often we have these negative, negative things showing up and we're saying, why me? How can this happen to me? And they become victim to it. And we simply have to recognize that in some way or another, we've created it. And if we don't like what we've created, let's choose to create something completely different. How do we do that? By focusing our energy differently, by giving out a different type of vibe, by shifting our focus, and then suddenly something new starts to show up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if you start to take full responsibility of where you find yourself and you stop resisting what is, because that's what happens for so many people is they'll have one or two negative events in their life and they get trapped in that and they relive that negative event, asking the, that question, why me, over and over again, as opposed to maybe changing the question and saying, why not me? Because if I can ask, why not me, then I can start to look at how did I bring this into me? What is here to be taught? How do I learn from this? Where can I go from this? And how do I expand my life from this particular event? But if we're going to get trapped in that, and, and as I agree with Rhea, by naming it negative has already trapped you into this is something that shouldn't be happening. If it is in your life, it is happening because it has to happen. It cannot be that it happened to you because it should have happened to someone else. Whatever is in your life, whatever showing up, the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly, is because you have brought it into your life. And when you can own that and recognize that, then you can move on and say, all right, fine. How do I have to change as the, the observer? How do I have to change as the individual? What is my deep-seated essence that needs to come out here in order for me to bring about a different result that is producing the life that I want to live, one that gives me vitality, one that gives me a sense of wonder, a sense of magic. All of that's available to you. But if you're going to sit back waiting for life to give it to you and have the conditions that life has to give you something before you live in a certain way, then you're truly screwed. Because life can only give you who you are and not what you want. Okay, so the secret is basically, um, there's no quick fix, but it's to create that consistency of living in that optimal state or living in that vibration and that energy. And so the more you live in it, the more suddenly the universe starts giving it to you. Am I right? Yeah, completely. So on this optimal state sense, now I'm climbing Kilimanjaro in July and I also work with sports people. Now, what is the challenge? How can we keep that optimal state going? Is it can we do it by ourselves? Do we need, because I see you guys always work together. So you have probably a buddy system helping each other because it's easy to say, yes, it, I have to notice my negative thoughts and I have to, you know, but I think sometimes how do we snap out of it? Because, you know, like um, Riyadh said, it's a, it's a downward spiral. And before we notice it, we, we're on that road. And sometimes I, I, call, I call it we negative positive. You know, we think we're positive, yet the thoughts are so negative, but it's actually, it's, um, we think it's positive, but it's negative. So it impacts us on our life. So 
do you is it important to have someone that is our buddy that buddy that checks up on us keeps us accountable or can we create a system of keeping ourselves accountable um to snap out of it so one of the things we we do in here at the so institute is we we create in a community okay a community of people who have been through certain transformational processes who understand um you know the basis of what life is about um from that perspective and what's happened as a result of that is is a tremendous support structure around them and it is honest support it is direct support and yes it it, it absolutely helps to have a body but more than just a body to have a whole system of people around you all right that you can tap into and that will give you honest and direct feedback when you messing up when you've gone of course when you in that so called downward spiral and these are people who know you who you know care for you and who also are able to give you the direct honest feedback that is needed so often in our lives you know we have people around us that that can see we messing up that can see we making bad decisions we self sabotaging and we creating downward spirals for ourselves and they too nice to to tell us you know they and in that way they enabling this process more than uh, uh supporting us more than giving us what what is required and that's what we need we need people who are honest okay who care for us and care enough about us to tell us exactly where we messing up and also to support support us through that process so yes having people around you is incredibly important to keep you on track and we all need that and we need this kind of community that we looking to build and you you are a complete part of that community as well yeah i think i think outside of the 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 vital aspect of the community a big a big part of your ability to go through the negative space is your willingness to be supportable so we see so many people that can be in a community and they've got authentic people who are willing to guide them to give them honest feedback to to show them where they're going off track but they don't step into the space of being supportable and because they're not supportable the information and the feedback they get they resist so it's it's a dual thing you one you've got to have a community you've got to have people around you that are supporting you thinking the same way as you helping you break out of negative patterns helping you to break out of consistent patterns that you think before you even think about your thinking you're doing those people can see it and say here you go again and then on the flip side you need to be supportable enough and honest and open enough with yourself to say i'm getting the feedback and i can correct that and obviously having a coach is is incredibly important as well you know all of us are our coaches and having somebody like that that you touch base with on a regular basis is again incredibly important um not everybody can afford a coach and that type of thing but that's where the community comes in but if you can it is in, it is vitally important to have somebody there who knows what they're doing and is able to support you in that regard as well i think so i think that is important i think um uh, a coach keeps you accountable and achievable but now just before we come to the coaching part if i had to ask you so in this sense 
the most difficult part of this is to letting go of the people that you surround yourself with that are negative because some of them are family some of them are friends uh, how do we do this um because i know it's very important you become like the people you are surrounded with if if everyone is listening if you if you just think about the five people in your life and i know all all of our coaches say that but yeah. you know and, and, and it becomes now like just something we all say but if we had to look it into deeply who are your friends and who are do you surround yourself with now, do you surround yourself with that? Do you leave people behind that are negative? Or do you invest first time in them and to have them see their ways? Or what is the process that we need to follow? You know, for me, it's always been a very natural process. Um, as, as my thinking changed, as I, you know, began to, to, to seek out and be more positive as such, the, the people that were negative around me, the people that, um, you know, didn't kind of resonate at that same, same vibration just naturally fell away. It wasn't a process of, you know, unfriending anybody or anything like that. It was simply new people kept showing up in my life, people that were um, naturally more positive and uplifting. And these people showed up and the ones that didn't fit with that simply fell away. And... I think, you know, because of the energy we put up, because of who we are and the vibration we put in up, that's what fundamentally happens. If we are surrounded by negative people, it's because we ourselves are negative, all right? If we are surrounded by people who are uplifting, positive, um, you know, open and um, kind of expansive in their thinking, it's because that is who we are and who we becoming. And that's the perfect mirror for who it is that we are being. Yeah, I think, I think a big distinction is, is not to go to war with those that we feel are different from us, is to just ex extend our love, extend our gratitude for what they have shown us and, and to gently move on without having to make them wrong. For you can give them feedback around the negativity or around of their approach, but it's not for us to kind of hold them as the so-called enemy, you know, from my own personal experience, after I went through my personal transformations, many of my school friends for 20, 30 years fell, fell by the wayside. They, um, we, I just moved into different circles and there was never ever a, a fight or a you said this, she said that. It was just a natural progression because there was no consciousness of war on my part. They are who they are and they got to do what they got to do in their life. And I had to really just maintain myself and, and look at who I am and who am I attracting into my life. And I think when we do that, then we're not forcing someone to, to change according to our, our mantra. We're just giving them the opportunity to look at their own lives and say, you know what, if this guy can operate at such a level, maybe it's available for me. Maybe I don't have to spend my life immersed every Sunday reading the Sunday Times about the future of the country. Maybe I can go out and do something that's empowering and loving and spend some quality time with family and friends. Okay, that's good. So how do we then from here on, I think I agree with you. I think the end of the day, how we um, uh, vibrate and what we put out, that's the people that we surround ourselves with. And then that is actually where we have to question ourselves. And like you say, I love it. It's a mirror of ourselves. Um, but now to get a coach, how do we go? It's, do we start first getting a coach? Do we pick any coach? Do we um, go to rather to a workshop? What would you suggest would the process be? 
you know, for everybody, it's going to be different. And um, so take somebody who's watching this, for instance, or at some point in the future watches this. If this shows up in your reality, right, this shows up on your newsfeed or on Facebook, whatever, there's a reason for that. Okay, things do not happen by accident. When something shows up, it's because it was meant to show up. And if a coach shows up in your, in your vicinity and you've been thinking about that, then that's what you've got to act on. The universe, God, whatever it is that you believe in, is always directing you, is always supporting you, and is always giving you what it is that you are asking for and also what it is that, that you need to take yourself to the next level. So, for instance, somebody watching this at some point all right, has been thinking about uh, um, making a change in their life, transforming on some level or another. And suddenly they come across this and they listen and something resonates with them. They need to act on that. So, you know, go and do the workshop that we, we're talking about or, um, you know, go and do a firewalk, for instance, that could be the catalyst for them to take them to a new level. And, and, and that's the thing. People have got to wake up to what's showing up around them, have got to tap into that, and they've got to trust their gut instincts, their gut feel about what's right for them and follow through on that and keep taking the action. Sitting back and hoping that something happens is never gonna, gonna you know, create the breakthroughs that you want. You've got to act on your intuition. You've got to act on what, what is showing up in your life and then take, take, take the results from that. If it's not exactly that you, uh, what, what you exactly want, then take a new action. And that's how you start to navigate through life. And whether it be a coach or a workshop or something else, do something, anything, all right, to get some kind of result and then assess from there and then take the next step. You can't see the whole plan ahead of you. You simply have to see what the next step is and then make that step and the next one will reveal itself to you. Yeah, I think, I think on that, it's, it's important for people who are listening to this and, and, and watching this is to recognize that whatever's deficit in their life, whether it's from their bank balance through to relationship, through to health, whatever it is for them that's missing, if they had the answer, it wouldn't be missing. They would know what the solution is. The fact that it is missing, the fact that it, that it feels elusive, the fact that maybe life feels hard or there's a challenge that they're not getting through, getting through, it's because they don't have the answer within them currently. By engaging with a coach, by engaging in a workshop, will open themselves up to find new possibilities. And when they can find the new possibilities in themselves, then they can start to take new actions. So whether it is a workshop, a firewall, a coach, it could be anything. Let them just recognize that within them right now, the answer lies. The fact that they're not tapping into that is that there is an internal block, whether it's an emotional block, whether it's a cognitive mental block, whether it is a subconscious block, somewhere they are being blocked from achieving the life and living the life that they want. And it's engaging with people that can help you make the breakthrough in any shape or form, whether it's from a religious perspective or from a definitive coaching perspective. Either of those is going to be the catalyst that's going to take them to the next level. Okay, so just before we go on to, um, I just want to know, KK or Yaku, you guys, do you have any questions? Please just type it in. There's a chat box if you have any questions. Okay, so um, what is next for SOAR? Where is SOAR going um, in the future now? And what does SOAR offer for, for people that listen? Um, 
I think uh, you, you do a few things. You do something for corporates, but you also do for people, that individual people, you know, the optimal state workshop, uh, flame, flow. So just give us a little bit of background, what you do and how you do it and the future. All right, so from working with individuals on a one-on-one -on -one coaching basis to um, uh, group coaching, all right, that's, that's one of the basic things. But then the Discover Your Optimal State, this Optimal State workshop is a workshop we run every five to six weeks. Um, it is a small group of people that we take on, a maximum of 16 people, and it runs over um, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that's a very powerful, intense um, wake-up call. It's about looking at yourself in the mirror for, in a very intense way and um, getting the tools to kind of take your life, to transform your life and take yourself to a whole new level. So that's the Optimal State Workshop. workshop. We run a workshop called Flow, uh, Leading from Flow. We've got one starting tomorrow. That's a two-day, generally corporate workshop, but it's open to everybody. And that's about learning how to access the flow state, all right? In the past, flow used to be a kind of a hit and miss kind of thing. Now it has become hackable. It's become uh, a lot more easier to be able to access flow through creating the conditions for flow to happen in your life. And this workshop is a two-day process in learning how to access flow more, more readily and how to use it in all aspects of your life. And then following on from the OSW is Flame. All right, that's a once-off, once-off, once-a-year workshop. And that's for OSW graduates. And that's about taking your learning that you get on OSW to a whole new level as well, and making it very practical. And while these are kind of some of the personal workshops, we do a lot of corporate work, um, working with organizations, big and small, in terms of coaching, team coaching, but also running bespoke workshops that we design specifically for them for the kinds of outcomes that they're trying to achieve as well. Gavin? Yeah, I think from, from our perspective, um, in terms of the adding on to the corporate work, we, we do design workshops for, for teams and we go from dealing with things from unconscious bias to dedicated leadership as in the leading from flow down to the ability to actually reach certain goals, whether it's through a vision board process or art and science of manifestation. So our offering at SOAR is incredibly vast, but it all comes down to how do we work with the individual? So literally we've got a leadership program called um, Integral Leadership, which is taking a person on the journey of not what is a leader, but to answer the question, how am I being a leader? So our, our offering goes from teaching people how to coach right the way through to designing a workshop for a corporate. Okay, and uh, I see you do meditations as well and uh, the, the ayahuasca. What is that about as well? Okay, so we run a meditation course, uh, generally a 12-session course or even an eight-session course. This is done once a week in the evenings, and that's about just getting people to get into the habit of meditating, teaching them different meditation modalities from dynamic meditation to um, you know, uh, the whole range of meditations that are available. And then we run 
twice a year we run an, uh, a, a teacher plant retreat where we go away into kind of out of Joburg, we usually go into the Mahalisberg, where we bring in a shaman who basically administers uh, a teacher plant, um, ayahuasca and San Pedro. And you have a very deep uh, experience in terms of personal transformation um, with the aid of using a teacher plant. Again, a very powerful process, not for everybody. And we generally only open it up to people who've done our OSW workshop. You know, um, OSW will just equip you to kind of um, go much deeper on this particular journey and also have a much more profound experience we found in our own experience. Yeah, I don't think that there's much more to add on to that. Um, I think just from tying back to, to what I said earlier is that our offering is broad because we recognize the need for growth for individuals at so many different levels, whether it be a corporate person learning how to meditate to enhance their focus and presence in the office, or someone that wants to make a, a breakthrough through the teacher plant. We, we ourselves do all of this. We experience it so we know how to take it out and integrate it into everyday life and an everyday experience. So, where, okay, so what is 2018 then for Saul? What do you want to achieve? What is your vision? What is your mission? Where are we going from here? Um, so for me, it's to continue to continually build this community. All right. Um, what's happened with the community is that more and more people who come through the OSW experience in particular have major shifts in their life and they start to tap into their own um, modalities. We've had a number of people who started their own um, personal development kind of uh, teachings. You know, we've got a lady who does chakra dancing. And what, what's happened with that is um, we bring them into the SOAR community and we run, we basically partner with them to run their workshops, um, offering it to our people. We've got a lady who does um, uh, sound journeys for us as part of our meditation. That's part of um, our offering as well. I recently did a, um, a water sound journey which was incredible and we're gonna bring that into our offering as well. So what's happening is we're starting to broaden our, our reach out there by bringing in people from our community to offer their different offerings to the people. And that just widens the net of who it is that we're touching and who it is that we're affecting. And in that way, we're also helping other people grow their businesses. So, that, so that's the one aspect for me. Um, in terms of where SOAR is going, um, we're looking to um, create our own facility, all right, to have our own campus where all of these modalities are offered and where we bring in other people from the outside to basically um, almost a university of transformation. That's my vision for this. And um, working at all levels. Uh, next month, we've got a, a children's workshop beginning you know, age seven to 11 years old, um, where we're taking kids on a weekend, Friday, uh, sorry, Saturday and Sunday, and uh, teaching them life skills, coaching them in terms of dealing with aspects in their life from bullying to learning about their bodies and all kinds of different things. And that's just another offering. And 
Um, this is about bringing all of this together almost under one roof and having all of these different people offering those mod modalities and taking over the world. That's the vision. <laughs> I think, I think, you know, we've, we've seen, and for me, what, what Saul continues to do is empower people to go on different journeys, you know, besides those that are, are bringing in additional offerings and, and expanding who they are in the personal development space is watching people within their, you know, within corporate shift their organizations, go from a organization that is, you know, has a culture of fear to building a culture of empowerment, watching people, you know, engage in broader social, social endeavors where they are engaging with the youth or having people start up NGOs and MPOs to go out and make a difference in various communities. I think for us, SOAR is all about people waking up to who they truly are and bringing those inherent gifts that they have into the world. And most certainly, we, we're looking to build our own, our own place, have, have the SOAR Institute and the campus where people can come and find not only the standard kind of uh, development programs, but those aligned to us and the ability to to grow themselves and their businesses. One of our one of our most powerful things that we've seen time and time again is when we work with entrepreneurial businesses. How when we shift the the entrepreneur themselves, how those businesses tend to flourish, and that for us is incredibly exciting. Seeing how we're impacting people not only on their personal level but within the organisational and business levels as well. Okay, fantastic. Thank you for sharing. And so while I'm going to talk, uh, please just uh, for so long put your details of contact and so forth on the chat box. Um, KK says this morning, it's always great seeing Gavin and Riyadh. These two guys have helped me transform who I used to be so many times and so many levels. OSW is an amazing, powerful workshop. Now, he's asking a question this morning, and thank you for that, KK. And if there's anyone listening, please ask questions while we're on. Um, he asked, and I think I, I also resonate with this question. It says, I sometimes feel like I need to compromise a lot to meet people at their frequency or consciousness so I can be able to collaborate with them and create value in the world with them. How do I maintain my base state? Be in integrity with myself while being able to function in what I call a dysfunctional world that sometimes seems to require me to compromise my values and myself. So, from my perspective, all right, every time you compromise who you are, okay, you're fundamentally not being who you are and you're losing who you are. And I come from a very clear-cut understanding is that never, ever compromise, all right? You, and going down to, and, and this is not about being superior when I say going down to a person's level or whatever, meeting people where they're at is good, okay? It doesn't have to be a compromise. It is simply a way of connecting to them and then um, introducing them to a new way or introducing them to how you wanna do business. But the minute, the minute you give of who you are away, the minute you uh, sacrifice a value that you hold uh, as, as sacred to you, right? Understand that's a slippery slope and that's when you start, you begin a downward spiral. And sometimes uh, in the moment, it seems like the right thing to do, okay? 
but for me it never is because if you look at the big picture every time you give away who you are you lose an aspect of who you are and it becomes a very difficult thing to reclaim that to find yourself back to who you are and that's what this is about this is about you operating from a very um, clear-cut understanding of what it is that you stand for what it is that you bring to the world and what it is that uh, you will not ever compromise on and meeting people where you at I want to emphasize that where they at is never a compromise it's simply a way of connecting right but when they start to um, or, or you start to give of yourself in a way that is a compromise that's the time for you to reassess and to step back and to, to ask yourself is this really worth it yeah i think if you look at the question in itself it it, it shows it gives the answer by saying you know i have to compromise there's a level of resentment and if you're going to go into a relationship where you are resenting a who you have become in order for that relationship eventually you're going to hold that other person um, guilty, you're going to feel the victim in there, and you're not going to be authentic, and you're not going to be your most powerful. So by you holding who you are and inviting them to step up rather than compromising yourself, that's when you start to shift. Otherwise, what happens is you're allowing them to dictate who you need to be, and that's going to take you away from achieving the results that you want. Again, this is not about kicking them to the curb and saying, your view is incorrect. It's about looking at from where they come from and then extending the invitation to step up to where you come from and working with them so there is a empowered and a collaborative outcome rather than you enforcing your view and they enforcing their view it's about meeting and saying how the two of you or the group of you can produce what you need to produce you know quivers um, many times in in the last couple of years we've encountered people that um you know, that uh, asked us to compromise our, 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 ideas, our values. And sometimes um, they made it look very lucrative for us. And it probably would have been incredibly lucrative for us, you know, where um, they would give us, they'd say, here's a contract, however, I need this in return, you know. And that kind of business has, from, our, from when we started the Soy Institute, Gavin and I agreed that we would never, ever do business like that. We would never ever um, not walk our talk in that regard. You know, we have a responsibility to the people that we're working with that we're talking, we're talking about raising your level, raising your game and playing at the highest level possible. And every time we choose to not do that, all right, we lose the authenticity of who we are and the authenticity of our message. And that again, once, once again, becomes a slippery slope. And I can, I can safely say that every time we've, not, we've chose not to compromise, not to compromise our ideals, it's always worked out for the best for us. We might have lost out in the beginning with a huge sums of money or that type of thing, but that was never the issue for us. I think we need to hold sacred what we believe in and yes, be open to change that and be open to question that and challenge that on a regular basis, but never be dissuaded from what it is that we stand for. I mean, KK, KK knows us from a, uh, a previous time, and, and that was a, a massive catalyst for us 
to say this is where we were operating from within that particular organization didn't match with who we were. And because it didn't match with who we were, we took a, a massive leap and it, and it was a massive financial leap to say we back ourselves because in this particular environment, we're not going to flourish. This is not an environment that supports us and supports who we are. And we left. And, you know, looking back now, it was the greatest thing we ever did. But at the time, it, it took a huge amount of, of resilience for us to make that move. And I think it's also important as just to kind of echo what Riyadh said on that one point is that when you feel like you are needing to compromise, there's something that you need to also ask yourself, what am I holding on to? Because you could very well be the one person that is holding on to something that is not valid anymore. And you claim it to be your inherent value or a core value or a core belief. But those need to be questioned. We have far too many people going to war and you know, killing people based on a core belief that they believe to be the only thing that is valid. And they're not willing to look at and question it. So before you kind of hold the other person as, oh, I need to compromise, you need to ask yourself, what are you holding on to? And what you are holding on to, is it still valid? Thank you for answering that question. I think that is powerful. And then the last question, then we're going to share um, your contact details and your website address and how people can get hold of you. Um, I don't know if you want to chat, uh, put it along in the chat box, Gavin or Riyadh. Um, just type it in for us so that I can read it out. Um, yeah, my question this morning is, uh, is now from what people have asked me and in the sense that I also ask. So when you have a coach, is it, a, is it okay with you because you, you guys probably also have coaches that, you know, that you talk to. And that, is it okay to sometimes to, to go through those, that negative space? Because that has always been my question. You know, I have to be positive always. I have to be in that state always. But is it okay to sometimes to go through that negative space, um, accept it, you know, and say, yes, I, 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 I notice you, feel what I need to feel and let go? Because I know we said, you know, what you resist, persist, you know, but it's been that way since I've been taught as a coach. You can't be negative. You never should be thinking negative. There's no way. And yeah, you know, life happens and days happen. And I know you have to be positive. Um, but is it okay to go through that negative space? Well, it's we're human, you know, and we have, we have to be human. And being human means we've got this full range of emotions available to us. And yes, sometimes you know, cuck happens in our lives, you know, and, and it's completely natural to lose, lose our shit every once in a while. That is, that is just life. The, the most important thing is when you recognize that you, let's say, have gone off course, when you recognize you're in a downward spiral or you kind of throw in a pity party, at some point, you got to pull yourself out of it. And the more, the more, um, you know, the more practiced you become at it, the less time you spend in those negative spaces. And this is not just about being positive. You know, you can't be positive all the time. There's so much stuff happening around us that gives us cause for uh, getting angry, for, for you know, uh, even becoming sad. And it's important to feel those emotions, to go through them, to experience them fully. What's important though, is not to stay in them because the long, longer you stay in them, okay, the harder it becomes for you to move 
forward in your life again because they become obstacles to you moving forward. So yes, it is completely natural and required. It is absolutely required for you to get upset every once in a while, to, to become sad, you know, to get angry. It is completely necessary because there's learning in that for us and we have to experience that. So there has to be a balanced approach in how we go. You know, I think also just on that is that people want to resist the so-called negative emotions and not learn from them and become too attached to the so-called happy emotions. And because they're so invested in being happy all the time or being joyous all the time or being inspired all the time, that when they're not that, they think that life is going wrong. But it is the human experience. We, we, we cannot experience the pure joy if we don't have sorrow, and we can't experience the light if we don't have dark. I mean, these are all things that have been taught to us throughout the ages, and yet we want to negate a particular emotion. But when we negate that particular emotion, we limit the range of emotions that are available on the other side. So it's not just about um, saying, oh, I've got to be happy all the time, because if you're happy all the time, you, there's not going to be a gratitude for the happiness. You've got to look at and see when something comes up, where is it taking you? If something is upsetting you, it is a call for action. It is a call for you to look at your life, to look at who you are and say, how do I go from there and where do I need to be? And I think, and, and, and I see Yakus also asked about this negativity. He says, and I like what you said, uh, Gavin, it's about um, being grateful. But Yaku asked, if someone comes to you about life advice and they are negative about their own life, how would you approach them or what would you say without their ne negativity affecting your life? So for me, it's simply about holding up the mirror, you know, get them to look at. So if they're negative, the mirror will show that. The, the results they're getting in their life will show that. And then you simply say, so this is how you're showing up, right? And are you happy with the results you're getting based on how you're showing up? And if not, then choose to show up differently. But you have to choose. Nobody else can make that choice for you. And here's the thing. If you're simply not getting the results that you want, it's got nothing to do with anybody else. It is about you. And if you want to get other results in your life, you have to become responsible. You have to take the necessary actions and you have to make the necessary changes. Not in anybody else, but in yourself. So if somebody shows up and is negative, simply get them. And if you have to literally get them to stand in front of the mirror, do that and say, this is who you are. This is who you've become. Are you happy with that? If the answer is no, then choose to become somebody different. And then new results will show up in your life. Yeah, I think the most important thing specifically, you know, is to recognize that someone who's swimming in a sea of negativity or a life of, of disappointment or negativity, it's very difficult for them when, when they have to be saying, why are you so negative? They'll give you all the reasons, the excuses and the justifications for why they are negative and why life is hard and why they have the right to be so upset and so angry and so fearful. And it's your job in, in that conversation is to guide them and to recognize that, at least to recognize that's where they're coming from. Because if they can identify where they're operating from, then they can bring about change. But when you tell someone to calm down when they're angry, they don't calm down, they just get more angry. If you tell someone who's negative to be positive, they just become more negative. So it's about getting them to recognize where they're operating from 
rather than labeling them as negative because they can't work with the label, but they can most certainly work with the understanding of who they are is producing the life, the results in the life that they're getting. Thank you for that learning. And that's a big learning for me today is I'm going to definitely carry a mirror with me around um, <laughs> because that is powerful. You know, um, people have to find it in themselves. They have to get those learnings. Um, and for those who are watching, uh, um, to contact uh, Gavin Oriat is basically www.soarinstitute.co.za or info at soarinstitute.co.za. So if they contact you and if someone contacts you in the future, is there something you guys are willing to give away for free uh, or discount or something like that, that, you know, if they take action, you know, there's a, there's a call to action for them to take, you know, any time in the future, even if it's now or during the year, if they contact you and they've listened to this interview, they say, you know, the magic word is sore, you know, let's flow or whatever. What will they get in return? Maybe a coaching session? What are you guys willing to do? So I think, I think two things. One is if someone emails us with the word Zoom, so we know it was from this particular interview, thank you, Purvis, then we will, we've got an a Optimal State workshop coming up this weekend that is still got one or two places available. And if they want to jump on the bandwagon, we will offer them the early bird discount, which is a saving of around about 1,500 Rand from the standard price. They can just email info at Saw Institute and we'll reply to them. As long as they put the Zoom in, we can still honor the, um, the early bird discount. And even if they go to our website, there is a brilliant uh, free assessment on rating your EQ. And let them just kind of get a sense of where they're at because that particular profile will give them a, a great sense of what's happening internally in their life. So they are more than welcome to visit soarinstitute.co.za, do the free EQ uh, assessment, and that will really start their journey into who are they being. Okay, great. Um, I think uh, our hour is up. I don't know if uh, you guys want to finish by saying something. And uh, thank you for my side for taking the opportunity to be available this morning. To, to share your journey, to share some tips for people. I've, I've definitely, definitely learned a lot this morning and I always learn from you guys. I'm looking forward to our next year together. Um, Flow is happening now this Wednesday and Thursday, so I'm going to be there Wednesday. I'm actually, after this interview, I'm driving to go drop off uh, the equipment, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so definitely looking forward to tomorrow. I think a lot of people will be touched again. Um, so from my side, I'm truly grateful. Thank you for this time to mo this morning. Um, so please, Gavin, last thoughts, Riyadh, the last thoughts, and then we finish this interview. So I just think from my side, just Kovas, thank you very, very much. It's been a, a great, great opportunity to engage and, and share some wisdom with the guys. And uh, I'm highly appreciative of you giving us this opportunity and look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Um, Kobus, from my side, again, thank you for this. And um, it's, it's always been amazing working with you. Um, you know, we've known each other now for a couple of years and to see your growth and your courage and looking at the work that you're doing is always inspirational from my side. So keep on fighting that good fight and doing the good work that you're doing. And thank you for that. And I think 
we're living in such exciting times, you know, um, on, on every level, there's so much going on at this moment. It's volatile, it's chaotic, it's crazy, but that's just gives us the opportunity to step up. And the more of us that can step up and the more of us that can make a difference, even just in our small circles around us, the more we start to impact this planet more positively. So thank you again. And uh, yeah, look forward to tomorrow. Okay, thank you everyone. Thank you for coming on. I think for me to combine and finish this interview today, I can sum it in one word. It's, it's uh, motion creates emotion. So it's basically creating your state, but through motion. So that is how I want to finish today. Thank you everyone. Have an awesome day. Remember, you create your reality. You create your optimal state. You create your future. So whatever is in your life, whatever is in this moment is what you've created. And we've learned that from two experts in the field that you can create whatever you want in your life. The secret is it has to be consistent. Not only doing it once will be enough. You have to have physically live that life. It becomes a habit. Like this quote by Gandhi, it says, my beliefs become my thoughts, my thoughts, my words, my words, my actions, my actions, my habits, my habits, my values. And ultimately, I change my destiny. So go out, change your destiny, create the optimal state. Thank you, Riyadh. Thank you, Gavin. Have an awesome day. Cheers, Corey. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, see you at the next one. Remember, it's kubismaster.com or it's called Sierra Sierra.